is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pack! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Well, the championship is the aim and they're certainly giving it a good go. Pompey remain undefeated and top of the League One table following a comeback victory over Reading last time out. Toward Bishop, knocks it down and in for the net! And it's a magnificent goal! Well worked from Portsmouth and Terry Devlin has his first Pompey goal. Reading two, Portsmouth three. But it's not the league we're concerned about tonight. The Blues have a week off from those responsibilities, although still in competitive action. We'll be looking ahead to all of the weekend's action, including a return to league football for the Portsmouth women. Head coach Jay Sadler has been speaking to me about how pleased he's been with his side's reaction to having three consecutive away matches. However, also looking forward to returning to home soil. It's been a test. It's probably the first real bout of adversity we faced um, and this group have overcome it um, in different ways against different teams and that kind of shows where we're at. We'll preview Sunday's visit of MK Dons to Wesley Park as well as an FA Cup first round tie for Pompey's men. The Blues travel to Chesterfield on Sunday. That's a game John Messina knows the importance of, not just for the purposes of getting a good result, but also due to the heavy links with some of those plying their trade for the opponent. Everybody, I think, in and around footballers recognise that this fixture certainly has some added spice to, to the whole occasion. We'll get the thoughts of the Pompey head coach, my two studio guests for tonight's show, and hopefully you tuning in back home too. This evening, I'd like to know, what is your all-time favourite FA Cup memory? Would you like a cup run for the Blues this season? And what do you think the final score will be between Chesterfield and Pompey on Sunday? All the usual ways, 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word express. Sport at expressfm.com on the emails. Tweet using at expressfm. Visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Or get in touch via the ExpressFM app. We've been hit by cup fever here on the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour. On Express FM. Well, a very, very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you, as always, by Stagecoach Across the South. Plenty to come on the show between now and 7 o'clock. We've got a break away from the league to look forward to this weekend. The FA Cup returns to the agenda for the Blues. And after a long qualification process involving 640 non-league sides, which started all the way back on the 4th of August. We have now reached the first round proper. Where only 32 of those sides from Tier 5 or below remain, joining at this stage the 48 clubs from Leagues 1 and 2. Pompey have been drawn away at Chesterfield for this year's round one tie, and that's a game we'll be looking ahead to in great detail between now and 7 o'clock. 
But we begin tonight by taking a look ahead to the Pompey Women's Next Challenge. Following last Sunday's National League Cup success away at MK Dons, the girls are back on home soil this weekend and back also to focus on league matters. They currently sit second in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division, three points behind leaders Hashtag United, but with a game in hand, as well as a far superior goal difference. On Sunday afternoon, Pompey take on MK Dons again. The side, of course, they beat by a goal to nil in the cup last time around. Ahead of the match, I've been speaking to their boss, Jay Sadler, first asking what his side will take from last week's cup tie with the same opponent. You take a lot of learning from it. Before last weekend, we knew MK Dons are a good side. Um, they've got a real unique style of football that they play, and it's it's obviously paid dividends with them beating some of the top teams in our league. So when we went to that game, we knew what we were going to expect. We made a couple of rotations, probably took a little bit longer than we wanted to uh, finally find the deadlock and win the game. And now coming at home, um, we want to take a lot of those learnings and, and make sure that we increase our performance. For you, is it true that keeping the winning feeling present amongst the squad, regardless of which competition the victory comes in, goes a long way in maintaining the momentum for the whole team? So important. So important to keep the momentum and keep some kind of rhythm going. We're really fortunate um, that we've been able to play week in, week out, very little disruption. The only kind of adversity we faced have, have been through injuries and suspensions. So we've built a squad that's been capable of getting us through those games. And even last week to, to make four changes um, with four mainstays out of the side, we've still got the quality to go and find a win against, like I said, a real good MK Don side. And now it comes back into the league. This is the bread and butter. This is what we want, what we've been flying high in. And we want to keep that going. How key was it for you to be able to have the opportunity last week to rotate a little bit and, and utilise the services of some of those players who hadn't started the previous league match? Well, we, we go off a mantra of picking the right side, not the best side. So this year you can see we've, we've made adaptations that are starting 11 week on week, depending on who we come up. We, we kind of know how we want to play. And then we look at what players we feel would best suit that game plan and we'll make those changes week on week. Like you said, this weekend or last weekend, sorry, we felt the need to give opportunities to certain players. So Georgie Freeling came into the team. We we signed her as a wide forward, but she's been a bit more creative inside the pocket. So we utilised her as a midfielder and, and she's going through that transition and it's working well for her. Emily Pittman, young striker, been really impactful off the bench, but it's really good to see these younger players starting the game. And she started off the wide left, which probably didn't suit her. And when she played down the middle, that's when it suited her attributes. And Ella Wilde and Evie Gain don't need any introduction. Both have been superb players for us over the last couple of years. And then coming into the side, added a little bit of composure in a game where we dominated the ball and we just needed to make it count. Are you expecting a similar sort of battle to last week's meeting with MK Dons? I think so. Um, they kind of sat into a bit more of a block and asked us questions to break them down. It was a small pitch last week, I won't lie, in comparison to having a Waterlooville. So it was very rare we were going to be able to find opportunities to play over their block or to play through their block. So it was around about playing around and, and getting crosses into the box. And this week won't prove any different. However, the pitch is a bit bigger, so we've been working more on our vertical play, trying to play through the lines. And when we do play through the lines into those central pockets, how do we get players facing forward turned up? And how can we be a little bit more clinical? How can we polish our final third play? Because we've got some phenomenal attacking players, and when they can interlink in and around the box, they can be dangerous. And, and that's the next stage of our learning. And how much are you looking forward to being back at home after three consecutive weekends away? 
Can't wait for it. <laughs> Cannot wait for it to travel all the way to Plymouth and then all the way up to Coventry and then all the way to Milton Keynes. Um, it takes its toll on the group. It really does um, all that traveling um, on the day or, or obviously Plymouth was overnight for us. And it's something, it's the evolution of the women's game now that we're getting used to these opportunities to, to bond and gain human connections and stay over and, and, and professionalize um, the away trips because um, it does take a lot out of you. But for this group, it's been a test. It's probably the first real bout of adversity we faced um, and this group have overcome it um, in different ways against different teams. And that kind of shows where we're at. So to now be at home in front of our home fans, uh, a fan base that's growing in number week on week out is obviously superb. It's a shame there's obviously um, the men's FA Cup game being moved at the same time, but hopefully we can make it a double header and, and hopefully get two wins. Pompey women's boss Jay Sadler there speaking with me earlier this week to look ahead to Sunday's league meeting with MK Dons. That's a two o'clock kickoff at Wesley Park and tickets are available on the club's e-ticketing website and will also be available on the Turnstars on the day of the game too. And in case you missed it, and seeing as this is a bit of an FA Cup special edition of the Football Hour, a reminder that the Pompey women have been drawn away to Fulham in their FA Cup. They'll travel to Motspur Park to take on the London outfit on Sunday the 12th of November and we're pleased to also say if you can't make it to Mottsburg Park for that one Express FM will be providing full coverage of the game including live commentary too so a big thank you there to Jay Sadler for helping us look ahead to Sunday's visit of MK Dons to Wesley Park in the league then right on to the men's talk now Pompey of course travelling to Chesterfield in the FA Cup first round this weekend and I'm delighted alongside us to talk about that game in great detail First and foremost, Mr. Alex Fletcher. Alex, good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Jake. Thanks for having me back on. And alongside myself and Alex this evening, Pepe Lacey. Pepe, thank you very much for calling in. No worries, mate. Pleasure as always uh, to join you tonight. Yeah, but both over the phone lines as well. I'm feeling a little bit lonely here in the studio, but um, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Um, Pepe, I'll come to you first, my friend. Uh, FA Cup first round weekend is upon us it all kicks off tonight um of course two matches on this evening how great is it as a football fan to have the fa cup back in our lives oh, i i can't I, jake I, you know how much i love the fa cup um the fa cup first round weekend is always the one you look for in the diary really um it, it's just there's just so much excitement about it obviously pompey drawn away to chesterfield when you look at the draw that was probably the one, as a Pompey fan, you all wanting to get was Chesterfield with Paul Cook, mm -hmm. with all those ex-Pompey players and the coaching staff and in the team. And they're, high, they're flying high in the National League as well. So that was probably the draw, the ideal draw as a Pompey fan. And um, we've got that. Yes, it's 12.15 on Sunday, so that's going to be a very early start. But it's the magic of the FA Cup, isn't it, Jake? We all love the FA Cup. We all love the FA Cup first rounds. Um it could be the the final time Pompey are in the FA Cup first round for a little while, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, hopefully for a very but, long um, time. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You say magic of the FA Cup. I'm not sure what part of waking up at 4.30, 5 o'clock is, <laughs> is magic, but... You know, <laughs> it, it, it's an away day. That's what proper away days are about, I guess, getting up stupidly early to go and follow your team. Hopefully, um, hopefully 
will all be rewarded with a victory in progression to round two of the competition. Uh, we're going to come on to talk about the FA Cup and, of course, Sunday's game, our feature match here on the Footblower in, in just a few moments' time. But first of all, a couple of other bits to go through. Um, Alex, we saw on Tuesday night Oxford United, currently second in the table to Pompey, had played their game in hand. They took on Lincoln City away from home. And the Lincoln side as well, who had won five of their previous seven at Sinsel Bank Pompey. Although very early on in the campaign, yes, and maybe not looking too much at the table at the moment or results like that, would have been hoping for a Lincoln City win to keep Oxford at bay by a few more points. But unfortunately, it was Oxford who won by two goals to nil. Pompey's lead is now cut to three points. The Blues on top with 34, uh, 35 points on the board. Sorry, Oxford on 32. Alex, um, a shame, isn't it, from our perspective that Lincoln couldn't win that one but still a long long way to go yeah of course and I think you know Oxford uh, are no slouches this season we've seen that already and of course there's some some speculation at that club at the moment with Liam Manning possibly being linked to um to Bristol City but you know we need to focus on ourselves and if we if we continue to put in the performances and we continue to show the spirit that we have in in the last well 15 15 games I think it's been um then then we should be absolutely fine I think Oxford uh there's a lot of fans that maybe expect them to tell off as the season goes on I mean if they retain Manning I think they'll be up there all season they'll definitely be at least in the top six um, themselves and Bolton I think at this moment in time are our main challenger though I think that other teams such as Peterborough could have uh, some good runs as the season goes on for us it, we focus on ourselves if we keep winning we keep putting performances it doesn't really matter and and it just then puts a little bit more weight on that Oxford game that's obviously been postponed that will happen later, later on in the year but it is a shame but it, it just goes to show that there are some good teams in this league and and even though people are saying it's a weaker league this year that there are some really really you know strong teams that have been able to do that but at this moment in time we're the strongest so that's what we've got to focus on and uh, Oxford will be there they'll challenge us but we, we shouldn't fear anybody at this moment in time no I'm just going to rip up all of my notes, Alex, because you've basically highlighted two or three things I was going to come on to talk about there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. No, Did absolutely. You no, you, how dare you know what you're talking about? Um, <laughs> I, was, I was going to actually touch upon Liam Manning a little bit, Pepe Lacey. Um, of course, we were talking about Tuesday's game, Oxford winning uh, their game in hand, now three points behind Pompey at the top of League One. Liam Manning has reportedly uh, been, been, been linked to the vacant Bristol City job in the Championship. They, of course, sacked Nigel Pearson not too long ago. Um, what, what's your take on that one? I mean, ov- obviously, from a Blues persuasion, we want everything to go wrong for the challenges around us, and, and we want Oxford United to lose their manager. But should we potentially be realistic and, and compare Liam Manning's sort of status at Oxford United? He's been there less time than John Massino's been at Pompey. So if we're thinking John Massino's going nowhere, surely Liam Manning's going nowhere you know, as well. Yeah, exactly. And... Um... I was looking at some of the comments uh, on that post and there was a few Bristol City fans saying it's the cheap option, um, which quite su- it surprised me a little bit. OK, if he was out of, out of a job, maybe. But he's recently um, been appointed at Oxford, not even 11 months um, in the job. High flying as well in the top two in League One. It, it, it just... I couldn't really get my head around what they were sort of saying there that he's the cheap option. If anything, it'd cost more because of how well he's doing at Oxford, the time he's spent at the club. So it, it did surprise me a little bit. Does it surprise me that he's um, been linked with a championship job? Probably not. I've really watched a 90-minute game of uh, that Oxford have played, but I've seen their highlights and some of their build-up play and the way they've been playing they've been playing some very good football. Um, their build-up play has been very good. 
Um, and they look like a very good creative team. Now, Bristol City, I'm not the biggest, I don't know a lot about Bristol City, but I know they've got a lot of talent. Yes, a lot of those players are out injured, but it, maybe they could be looking at someone like Liam Manning, who can create that, um, who is a very creative coach yeah. and can get the most creativity out of the players. So do I think he's going to go? Probably not, but I, I don't know enough about Bristol City and Oxford to to know. Was it surprised that he was linked? Probably not, but... <laughs> Yeah, it would be interesting, and as a Pompey fan, it would obviously, like you said, be good to see if if he was to go and how that would affect Oxford. But like Alex said, I think I think we need to focus more on Pompey. Yeah. Um, obviously, it would be nice if Oxford did lose their manager, <laughs> but we we can't we can't have everything, can't we? Why not? It's nearly Christmas. I wish. <laughs> and and as Alex alluded to just a few moments ago, as well, of course, um, Pompey's trip to Oxford that had been scheduled for Saturday, the 18th of November, uh, just over a fortnight's time, has been postponed due to international call-ups. I think both t- both teams there um, exercising their right to postpone that game. A date uh, still to be confirmed for the trip to Pakistan Stadium as is the match away at Northampton Town that was supposed to take place last month, again called off due to the international break. No news as of yet as to when those two games will be taking place. Right, it is time for a short break now, but the three of us will be back before you know it with even more Pompey discussion as we start to look ahead to Sunday's FA Cup tie with Chesterfield. We'll also hear from Blues head coach John Messino ahead of the match. He's been praising the team's ability to react well when going behind in games whilst acknowledging that they won't be able to get away with their Poor starts forever. I think we've got a lot to sharpen up on in the first 25, 30 minutes to make sure that we don't give ourselves that problem because, uh, you know, there will be sides that really do put us to the sword and um, as confident as I am when we do um, go behind to get back in games, uh, we can't do it every time. We've got to make sure that we um, sharpen up in certain areas at the start of games. The pre-match thoughts of the gaffer to come with more from myself, Alex and Pepe too when the Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditched the car and switched to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Good evening and welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM where you join us for a preview of Pompey's FA Cup first round clash with Chesterfield on Sunday. If you've missed the start of this evening's show, don't worry, I'm not mad. Just a bit disappointed. But pleased to say you can download and replay tonight's episode from the Apple and Google podcast apps, as well as Spotify and the Express FM app too. It'll be available to you shortly after we go off air at 7. Keep in the loop by following at Express FM on Twitter to receive an update on when the show has been uploaded. This season, the Football Hour is brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app through your iOS or Android device now. If you haven't done so already, you can prepay for your ticket and plan your journey ahead of time as well. Right then, back to our preview of Sunday's FA Cup action then, and Alex Pompey away at Chesterfield. Um, we spoke briefly before uh, that ad break there about the magnitude of this game and really the, the carrot behind it and, and why it's been picked for TV. Um, and there's, there's a number of reasons, uh, and I think as Pepe briefly alluded to, Alex, it's um, probably a lot to do with the fact that 
there are a few former Pompey faces in that Chesterfield side. The manager, the assistant manager, and two former players too. Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of reception they get. I'm going to the game Sunday, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I think that the certain players, I think they'll be received quite well. Perhaps the uh, the manager might get a little bit more stick than, um, than, than the players. But um, yeah, listen, I think it's one of the best ties to go on to television because Chesterfield, you know, they're quite a big team in, in the National League. They're flying high. Of course, we're the... You know, it's quite nice saying we're the highest ranked side in the, in the cup at this moment mm-hmm. in time. So, um, you know, it, it was an obvious one, I think, for the TV cameras. Um, listen, it, it, we can make it about, you know, ex-managers and ex-players and things like that. And I think that there'll certainly be an element of that when we walk into the stadium on, on Sunday. But realistically speaking, it's about, you know, trying to see if we can keep this momentum going. I mean, people will ask, do we want a cup run or anything like that? But we, I think it's always important to keep winning. We've got a really, really good squad. Obviously, assuming we don't sustain any um, damaging injuries, then it should be a really, really good affair. And I think that they'll be up for it, we'll be up for it. And um, yeah, I think I think Paul Cook in particular will be will be really, really keen to prove himself. Of course, it's been a, an interesting time, to say the least, since since he left mm. and, and indeed when he was manager. But of course, you know, I think a lot of fans will, will give him credit for that League 2 promotion. So, risk speaking, I think everything should be absolutely fine. Uh, too difficult to have to deal with from a Portsmouth perspective, hopefully. But uh, it'll be it'll be a great day, and, and it will be good to see um, the ex players that are playing for them, for them because you know regardless of what we achieved, you know almost every ex Pompey player I think is always received well. So, realistically speaking, I think it'll be it'll be it'll be absolutely fine. I'm saying that, and, and it could all be it could all go up in flames. But let's hope everything's good and everyone has a, a really enjoyable day. Mm. And for those who don't know, of course, managed by as Alex mentioned there, uh, Paul Cook, the former Pompey boss in charge at Fratton Park for two seasons between 2015 and 2017 when he uh, helped gain promotion to League One for the Blues with that 3-1 victory away at Notts County on April 17th, 2017. A few weeks later, winning the League Two title on the final day of the season with a 6-1 win over Cheltenham Town. That uh, scary to say was six and a half years ago. Six and a half years ago, that all happened. Uh, Paul Cook, of course, manager of Chesterfield. Gary Roberts, the assistant boss as well, uh, before the pumping midfielder, of course, played under Paul Cook during his time um, at PO4. And also within the squad, Tom Naylor and Michael Jacobs currently playing their trade for the team. Um, Pepe, Alex mentioned there about wanting to keep that, that winning momentum going, of course, Pompey. 26 unbeaten in the league. That's a run stretching all the way back into March. Um, unbeaten, really, this season in all competitions, barring a penalty shootout defeat to uh, Peterborough in the Carabao Cup. Um, it's not just about progressing to the second round, is it, on Sunday, Pepe? It's about trying to keep that, that winning feeling and, and that confidence within the squad heading into the next few games after that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you just mentioned, Pompey's only loss this season was in the Carabao Cup. Um on penalty shootouts, they haven't lost a game um, since March in 90 minutes, which feels very good to uh, very good to say. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying it as a Pompey fan, to be honest. 26 games <laughs> in the league unbeaten. Um, and then Chesterfield as well. I was just looking at their results before I came on. They've only lost one game in all competitions as well this season. So it's going to be a very, very tough game. Um, it's going to be a feisty game because uh, Paul Cook will obviously... Obviously, try and get his players up for it. Obviously, Michael Jacobs, I was reading an article from my former employees at the news, um, former colleagues there. They were saying, uh, they spoke to John Messina and he said, Michael Jacobs still has League One potential. He, he is still and can be a League One player. Mm. Um, 
I think that was that came out yesterday or earlier today. So that was an interesting read, and they they they've got a lot of quality. Um, obviously, they lost um, in the playoff final last season, and they they've taken a vengeance to that really, and, and, and now top and flying in the national league. So it'll be an interesting game, and I think. Pompey will field a strong team. Um, obviously, they haven't played this week. They've got that game on in the EFL Trophy on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But John Messina will want to get his players up for it. He'll want to continue um, that impressive form, really. And that he'll probably want to continue playing um, those players who have got them, who have got Pompey in this position at yeah. the moment. So it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully, it'll be a good game between two very, very good sides. Mm-hmm. On the subject of the FA Cup then, um, Alex, it is, of course, uh, part of a fixture schedule. We all look forward to um, season upon season, no matter what's going on in the league, whether Pompey doing well, doing bad or, or just doing quite average. We always look forward to uh, the FA Cup first round and potentially getting uh, a, a big tie in the second or potentially the third round, fourth round onwards. Um, for you, Alex, as, as a Pompey fan, what, what what's your favourite FA Cup memory. I know there's quite a few to pick from, but what would be your all-time favourite FA Cup memory following this fantastic football club? It's something that me and my family have talked about quite a lot because um, I was quite young. I was only seven years old and saw us obviously winning the FA Cup at Wembley. Um, We've all come to agreement that actually beating Tottenham in the semi-finals in 2010 was actually a a better experience and a better day just in itself than actually winning the FA Cup. Of course, the FA Cup's the achievement, but how it felt on the day, that Spurs game was was incredible simply because, you know, nobody expected us to go there and win. And there's there's an incredible video that my dad always shows me of some some Spurs fans before the game talking about how many goals they're going to score, they're going to win 3-0, 4-0, someone shouting (laughs) 7-0. And at the end of the game, the same interview was trying to get Tottenham fans to talk to him and not one fan would talk to him (laughs) after that simply because of what Pompey were able to achieve that day. So for me, that will always go down in in, in history and I'll always remember that. It was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, incredibly tense, one of the most tense football games I think anybody has ever experienced um, following Pompey. But what an incredible moment to, to get to, considering the circumstances we were yeah. in, relegated the day before and then get to the cup final. It was absolutely unbelievable. So we've had some really, really good memories, but that one definitely stands out. See, it's interesting you should say that, Alex, because um, sort of like yourself, quite young when Pompey lifted the FA Cup in 2008, I was nine turning 10 that year um, wasn't fortunate enough to be at Wembley for the win over Cardiff but was at Wembley for that semi-final against Tottenham just two years later and uh, and, and a, lot, a lot of people do agree with you actually from a general consensus I've spoken to fans over the last you know, few years doing this show um, and a lot of people do say they, they preferred the Spurs game because of pretty much all the reasons you've listed off there myself having been to the Spurs game absolutely loved it of course. Um, but for me, I, I think I would have preferred to be at the Cardiff game to, to, to see us lift a trophy. To, to, you know, in my opinion, that it, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, can absolutely, um, I can absolutely agree with where you're coming from. That, that Tottenham game at Wembley in the semi-final in 2010 was absolutely incredible. And against Harry Redknapp's side as well. Um, just such a brilliant occasion. Uh, Pepe, what about yourself, my friend? It, like we say, but it was plenty to pick from over the years. You've got the quarterfinal against Manchester United in that 2008 run as well. We had a pretty good run in the FA Cup last season as well, um, under well, partially under Danny Cowley, of course. Um, for you, what, what stands out as the pinnacle as a Pompey fan in the FA Cup? Oh, wow. There's so many, like you just said. I'm going to go back to age. Uh, when Pompey lifted the FA Cup, I was five and a half, so... I know you both said you were like seven, eight, ten. Um, yeah, I was five and a half. So I don't remember the FA Cup final. I remember 
sort of briefly watching it, but not to the extent um, where I remember the full 90 minutes. Um, obviously, before my time, there was that semi-final against Liverpool. That was, wow. If you were there, that would have been, I just remember the Darren Anderton limbs, just seeing them on social media. Yeah. Tottenham last year, I, 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 I was going to say that cut run under Paul Cook uh, mm-hmm. as well when we played Bournemouth. Um, obviously, we played at Ipswich that season as well. Uh, and then, but they all have different significance, don't they? Last season, we got to Tottenham, and it was the first game under Danny Cowley, uh, after Danny Cowley, sorry. Yeah. And we, we saw a really spirited Pompey side play the the big six of Tottenham mm-hmm. um, with Harry Kane and Son. And Pompey, without a manager, with interim boss Simon Bassey in charge in front of 7,000 people, in front of 7,000 Pompey fans, sorry, it, it just felt like there was something special about yeah. the club and it felt like the club was sort of trying to get back together and that performance really highlighted that in a way. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got to go with the 2008 FA Cup, but for significance, you could say that Tottenham game as well. It was sort of a beginning of a new era, really, at Pompey, where the club and the fans and the players all sort of came together for one day. Yeah. Um, and in the press box, I was able to see all the Pompey fans and that moment in the huddle at the end. It, it was it was a special day that yeah. Tottenham game earlier in the season, uh, earlier in the year. Sorry, so I'm uh, as much as I want to say that Tottenham game. Obviously, it's got to be that 2008 FA Cup win. And uh, yeah, like we say, plenty to pick from. Slash mentions as well to the 2018-19 run under Kenny Jacket, Norwich away. Andre Green, he scored in the 90 plus whatever minute it was. Uh, absolute limbs at Carrow Road, and of course 1939, uh, the uh, FA Cup success, the first one for Pompey over Wolverhampton Wanderers, winning by four goals to one at the Old Wembley. Um, of course, it's got it's got to be mentioned, right? If you'd like to reach us, us this evening, then here's how you can do so on the text. 81400 is the number to direct your messages to. Ensure you start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com. Send us a tweet by including at expressfm. Visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live or download and get in touch via the ExpressFM app. Available now through the Apple app and Google Play Store. Let's get some pre-match thoughts from the gaffer now then. I caught up with John Messino earlier in the week to look ahead to Sunday's FA Cup meeting with Chesterfield. Jake Smith here for Express FM with Pompey boss John Musino. John, another win last time out and secured as a result of yet another comeback from a losing position. What does that say about the attitude of your team at the moment? I think it's obviously really positive that we came back from, from the losing position, going a couple of goals down. We've we've had this a few times this year when we've gone behind in games and, and got back into them. And my, my only criticism of the lads is when we go behind in games where we should go behind. And I've had a couple of examples of the Wickham game. I thought we were excellent. We went behind to a set piece and I can live with that because sometimes football chucks that at you. But Saturday I was a bit disappointed with the manner of our performance in the first 30 minutes. And we did deserve to be two goals behind and gave ourselves a bit of a mountain to climb. So it says a lot, I think, when we go two goals behind that we can get back into the game. But also I think we've got a lot to sharpen up on in the first 25-30 minutes to make sure that we don't give ourselves that problem because uh, you know, there will be sides that really do put us to the sword and um, as confident as I am when we do um, go behind to get back in games, uh, we can't do it every time. We've got to make sure that we um, sharpen up in certain areas at the start of games. And you referred back to Saturday there. How difficult was it to try and overcome the situations that are unfolding off the pitch, you know, with the disruptions, the stoppages, etc.? I don't think it helped the flow of the game, but my point on Saturday after the match and in the press was that Reading had to deal with exactly the same difficulties. Uh, I don't think Reading 
came to or Reading certainly didn't approach the game in, in any negative manner in terms of the way they wanted to play they didn't try and kill the game slow the game down all of these sort of things so it wasn't particularly advantageous to them but they ended up dealing with it and going 2-0 up uh, we just seemingly didn't deal with that particularly well amongst a few other things so uh, you know it's, it's difficult for me to see it as a real excuse obviously it's not ideal but you know these things happen in football this is a bit more uh, rare than others because usually you don't have to deal with a couple of tennis ball disruptions but injuries um, you know stoppages in play they're all part of the game and yeah we've got to get on with it and be professional so uh, we'll be looking for a better response when something like that happens next time not not necessarily a fans protest but an injury a stoppage in play that sort of thing a chance this weekend to have a bit of a break from league matters then is this a welcome break for you and the team to be able to test yourselves against a different kind of opponent yeah I think when when you have the FA Cup it's it's always a nice uh, not nice distraction but it's a really nice um, place to be because everybody loves the competition or certainly at this level I think there's there's a real affinity for the competition obviously the football club has got a real recent history in, in terms of winning it uh, which is very very rare certainly in terms of, of clubs that I've been involved in so uh, I think that adds a bit of extra spice to it and and with everything that goes with this fixture with, with Chesterfield the connection they've got to Portsmouth I think it adds something to the game obviously it's on television and uh, everybody I think in and around football has recognised that you know, this, this fixture certainly has um, yeah, some added spice to, to the whole occasion. What are you expecting from Chesterfield on Sunday? They're top of the National League and on a bit of an unbeaten streak themselves. I'm expecting a side that shouldn't be in the National League. I thought they were unlucky not to get promoted last season. I think they've recruited really well this year. They've got some excellent players in there. They've got an excellent coach, excellent staff. And, you know, the coaching staff and the players, most of them have played and coached at a higher level and a higher level than League One as well. So I think that we need to be fully prepared for um, a side that is is flying in their respective league. And and, um, for my money, um, I don't think, yeah, Paul probably wouldn't like me saying this, but for my money, they'll be out of the National League this year and um, and challenging next year in League Two. So certainly a side that we've we've got a lot to make sure we're wary of it's going to be a tough test um, I assume that there'll be you know quite a few fans there as well so yeah everything about this means it's going to be a really really good cup tie so this will be your first experience managing a game in the FA Cup how much are you looking forward to that yeah I mean it's great it's great to have a different experience it came around pretty quickly at the start of this year the second game was the first time I'd actually um, you know taking charge of a side in the cup and it was a bit of a you know it was a different feel there is a there's definitely a different buzz around it to a league game and um, you know, there are just certain elements that are very, very different. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the challenge of coming up against uh, different opposition. And, and like I said, Chesterfield were a very, very good side. And I think there's there's a lot to be said to that for that at the weekend. How's Conor Ogilvie doing after he came off at Cambridge last week? What, what's the latest on his recovery? Conor's OK. Um, I mean, he's, he's as expected. We, we had the scan on his ankle. It's going to be six to eight weeks. He's still got the boot on, which hopefully we're going to be able to get off pretty quickly. But... Ankle ligament damage has um, is, is, is been what's the you know, has been the downfall in the end, and just one of those really unfortunate injuries. No one around him. Eight seconds into the game, and um, he's gone down injured, having come back from the groin injury away at Barnsley. So really, really unfortunate for for Connor, but it's not as bad as I think we first feared. When somebody goes down with no one near them, there's always a bit of a worry that it could be something a bit more serious. So. In a strange way, we're quite happy that it's six to eight weeks because we know that you know we were already um, going to be close to a couple of weeks on by the time we play this game. And uh, yeah, Connor's going to rehab really well. He's an excellent pro. I think he played 44 out of 46 games, started 44 out of 46 games last season. Um, so we know that fitness is, is usually never an issue for him and he'll come back very strong. And Marlon Pack, it's been four weeks since he's been out, so it can't be too long until we see him back in action. Will Sunday's cup tie be just a little bit too soon for him? 
Yeah, Marlon is is pretty close to being back fit. I think this week will be too soon for him. And uh, what we want to do is make sure that when we when he does come back, we don't rush him into anything. And I think the international break naturally gives us a bit of a um, a bit of time to to have those two weeks essentially where we can make sure that in between the um, the Charlton and uh, and Blackpool game, I think it is by the time we get back that he's got a bit more time to train, make sure that all those other things because his ankle's going to be strong, all the other things around it are um, strengthened as well. Uh, usually that's the danger when you come back from an injury it's everything else it's not the actual injury that goes so I think that's the best thing to do for Marlon and so we're looking to have him back after the international break and just finally are there any other fresh concerns going into the weekend? No, everything's uh, as it was no no concerns after the game of the weekend everybody came through it really well in terms of fitness and yeah, the squad is um, you know, the squad's flying in terms of um, most of the injuries at the moment we've got a couple of long-termers but at the weekend I had to leave you know, two um, experienced pros out of the squad which is a really really tough thing to do because neither of them deserve that um, uh, you know with, with nine subs uh, the weekend it might be slightly different but you know there are still going to be players that have been left out of squads and left out of the side that have done everything they possibly can to get into it and it's, it's a really difficult thing I think at the moment yeah, big thank you to John Messina there providing us his pre-match thoughts ahead of Sunday's trip to Chesterfield in the FA Cup. Really sad to hear about Connor Ogilvy expected to be out between six to eight weeks. Uh, just a final thought from Alex Fletcher. Um, Alex, mate, I know you've got to go, you've got to shoot off. So uh, just one last one for you. Uh, gutting about Connor Ogilvy, but with, with the likes of Jack Sparks and you know even Denver Hume waiting in the wings, is this an opportunity for, for those two, or for Jack Sparks to continue the run of form he's been on, but maybe even Denver Hume to sneak into the side at some point? Yeah, of course, with a couple of cup games with the EFL Trophy as well next week, there's definitely opportunities for some of those players. Listen, we said at the beginning of the season, it's about the squad. And, you know, we've got to be able to prove that now. I think we've proved it so far with some of the injuries we've had um, that it hasn't had too much of an effect on us. I think the Port Vale game, we had suspensions and injuries. That was the one that really sticks to my mind. We still came through it and, uh, and pulled out a good win. So, for me, it's it's a shame for, for, for Conor Ogilvy because I think he's been one of the most consistent performers ever since he signed. But uh, hopefully he'll come back stronger. And I think in the meantime, we're, we should be in safe hands. Alex, thank you very much. Have a great weekend and I'll see you Sunday. Thanks very much, Jake. See you Sunday. Big thank you to Alex Fletcher. Right, we're going to get the final thoughts of Pepe Lacey, his score prediction as well in just a few moments' time. But we are just gone past 20 to 7 now, so it's time to take a very, very quick break. But when we return, we will conclude our look ahead to this weekend's FA Cup action. Stick with us here on the Football Hour for the final thoughts and score prediction of Pepe as we wrap up our preview of Pompey's first round clash with Chesterfield. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Welcome along for the final time this evening to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach South. School Days with Steve Randall is on the way up at seven. But before we hand you over to Steve, let's bring you to a conclusion, our preview of Pompey's FA Cup first round meeting with Chesterfield. Here's more on the Spyrites, who have quite a few familiar faces working in various different roles at the club. After going 2-0 down at the Select Car Leasing Stadium last Saturday, the Blues came back with three goals in reply to Reading, bringing home three points and remaining unbeaten at the top of League One. 
Next up for Pompey, a break from League Matters. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. John Messino will next lead his side into FA Cup action. Their opponents for this weekend's first round clash on the road is non-league outfit Chesterfield, who have a few familiar faces plying their trade with the club. Manager. Former Pompey boss Paul Cook is currently at the helm for the Spyrites. Cook once worked as a central midfielder during a playing career that spanned 23 years before moving into management in 2006 with Southport. He also managed Irish side Sligo Rovers and Accrington Stanley. Cook has also taken charge of Chesterfield once before prior to his current stint with the club. He was able to guide them to the League 2 title in the 2013-14 season, which was also the last time these two sides met. In May 2015, the 56-year-old was appointed as manager of Portsmouth, with the club then in League 2. After a failed playoff campaign at the end of his first season in charge, Cook went on to lead the Blues to promotion to the third tier in April 2017, before then winning the League 2 title on the final day of the season with an emphatic 6-1 victory over Cheltenham Town at Fratton Park. That would be Cook's final act as Pompey manager. He left shortly after the promotion party and went on to take charge of Wigan Athletic, guiding the club to an instant return to the Championship in his first year in charge. Cook resigned as Wigan manager in July 2020 after the club fell into administration and were relegated back down to League One following a hefty points deduction. They had been on course to finish around mid-table without the points taken away. After a short stint at Ipswich Town, Cook returned to Chesterfield in February 2022 for his second spell in charge. Former Portsmouth midfielder Gary Roberts is currently serving as his assistant. One to watch. Our one to watch is another familiar face, Michael Jacobs. The attacking midfielder began his career at Northampton Town and made his professional debut in 2009. He then went on to win back-to-back -back Player of the Season awards in 2011 and 2012. Jacobs moved to Championship side Derby County in 2012 before going out on loan to Wolverhampton Wanderers, who he would sign for on a permanent deal the following season in 2014. The now 31-year-old then moved on to Wigan Athletic and ended up spending five years at the DW Stadium before signing for Pompey in September 2020, when Kenny Jackett was manager of the club. Jacobs would amass 76 competitive appearances during his three-year spell with the Blues, after which he signed on a three for Chesterfield following the expiration of his contract at Fratton Park back in the summer. It's important to note that another former Blues midfielder, Tom Naylor, is also playing for Chesterfield. Top scorer. With eight league goals to his name at this stage of the season, former Wigan and Sunderland striker Will Grigg is currently Chesterfield's leading scorer. Grigg, who signed for the Spyrites for an undisclosed fee on a three-year deal from MK Dons back in June, has scored three goals in his last two appearances for the club, bagging a brace against York City before netting in last week's victory away at Kidderminster Harriers. Prior to those strikes, the 32-year-old had gone five games without scoring. Between 2012 and 2018, Grigg had represented the Northern Ireland senior team 13 times, scoring twice. And those of a Pompey persuasion will be hoping Will Grigg is not on fire this weekend. Current form. Whilst Pompey go into this tie with the confidence of a 26-game unbeaten streak in the league, their opponents Chesterfield will also have a similar vein of momentum behind them. Paul Cook's side are undefeated in their last 12 league outings, 13 in all competitions if you include their 5-0 thrashing of Kettering in the final round of qualifying of the FA Cup. The Spyrites sit pretty at the top of the National League with 44 points on the board from 17 matches played and have only lost one league fixture all season. They have a two-point cushion over second-place Barnet, having also played a game fewer. The last time these two sides met was back on the 3rd of March 2014, when the clubs were playing in League 2. 
That game ended in a goalless stalemate on Chesterfield's home turf with Paul Cook in the dugout for the hosts and Richie Barker managing the opposing bench for the Blues. So who will progress to round two of this year's FA Cup? Can Pompey get the better of some familiar faces? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. That's right, an interesting game coming up this Sunday. Pompey and FA Cup first round action away at Chesterfield. Good evening to Graham and Haven, who's got in touch saying, Hi all, apart from the FA Cup favourite moments you've mentioned, one of mine was for 4-2 win at Middlesbrough on our way to the semi-finals when we narrowly lost to Liverpool on penalties many years ago. Going for a 2-2 draw tomorrow uh, on Saturday, on Sunday sorry, and a replay under the Fratton Lights on a Tuesday night. Graham and Haven, thank you very much for getting in touch. And Linda Mayo's favourite um, FA Cup moment has got to be Mike Treblecock's goal scored on the 23rd of January 1971, late into the game which set up a replay at Highbury uh, sadly the first replay was called off very late due to a waterlogged pitch and Linda had only just got to Arsenal's ground, thank you very much Linda and to Graham for getting in touch this evening then, Pepe Lacey final thought from yourself my friend uh, difficult one of course on Sunday for Pompey top of the National League, our Paul Cooks Chesterfield, this is not going to be a walk in the park no, absolutely not. And like like we've mentioned the whole show, really, that we, we've spoken about their qualities. Uh, obviously, Paul Cook as well, so it, it, he'll have a point to point to prove as well. It, it should be a great afternoon. And I think there was like fifteen hundred Pompey fans uh, yesterday, uh, reportedly making making the trip. So should be a tough game. Chesterfield have got a lot of quality, but Pompey also have a lot of quality. So I I, I think Pompey will just nick it think Pompey will just nick it. Pepe, thank you very, very much for your contributions this evening. A couple of score predictions coming in. Steve on the emails is going for a 2-0 Pompey win. Mark on Facebook reckons this is going to be a little bit tighter. 3-2 to the Blues is what his score prediction is. And a final one also on Facebook. Rachel is going for a narrow Pompey victory by a goal to nil. Pepe Lacey, uh, thank you very much for coming on to the show, my friend, this evening. A score prediction, please, for yourself. Oh, I'm going to have to join. I think it was Mark that said 3-2. Uh, I think there's going to be goals, um, but I think Pompey will just nick it and win 3-2. Lovely stuff. Uh, my score prediction, I'm going to go for... I'll go for a narrow one. I think I agree with Rachel, actually. 1-0 Pompey victory away at Chesterfield on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I reckon it'll be a close one. We don't want a replay. We do not want a replay. No uh, replays, please. No, no replays, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pepe Lacey, it's been a pleasure, as always, to have you on the Football Hour this evening. Thank you so much, Jake. It's been a pleasure as always. Well then, the FA Cup first round proper is upon us. The competition kicks off for the sides in the Football League this evening and there are two games on tonight. Horsham travelled to Oakwell to take on Barnsley. That one's scheduled for this evening, but unfortunately not available to watch on TV in the UK. Moved from the Saturday slot following a request from local police. And a game you can feast your eyes on tonight is Sheppey United versus Walsall. That kicks off at 7.45 and is being shown live on ITV. But the match we all truly care most about is taking place on Sunday. Pompey travelled to Chesterfield, managed by former Blues boss Paul Cook, with a place in round two up for grabs for the winner. A chance represented here for Portsmouth to keep that winning feeling alive and replicate last season's respectable FA Cup run. So let's remind ourselves of how Pompey made it to the third round of the competition last time around. And they began with a trip to National League Northside Hereford, a team risen from the ashes following the liquidation of Hereford United in 2014. 
This Pompey's first trip to Edgar Street since 1983, which of course attracted the interest of the TV broadcasters. So Friday night football it was for Danny Cowley's side. We are underway at Edgar Street in the FA Cup between Portsmouth and Hereford United. And long ball from Pompey will go out of play and Hereford will have a throw. Oh, Pompey have given it away and Hereford are breaking forward. And one on one with the goalkeeper is Story and he scores! Here's Ogilvy on that left wing, looking for a cross in the penalty area. Nodded down by Curtis, a real chance for Hackett! And he scores and makes amends for his error that gifted Hereford the lead. And about the first time, Pompey have got a cross into the Hereford penalty area. And Rico Hackett was making no mistake with that finish. A composed one past the goalkeeper. It's Hereford 1, Portsmouth 1. Robertson's going to deliver. Three blue shirts to come from deep in the air from the captain, Clark Robertson. Left-footed delivery, a decent one, and the head is into the back of the net. And Colby Bishop has glanced Pompey in the lead. He makes it 10 for the season. A set-piece does come off for Pompey. Robertson's delivery, Bishop's header, he made it look so easy. It's Hereford 1, Portsmouth 2. Pickett's flicked on, has found Bishop. Chance for Colby Bishop. Good save from Eve. That was a chance to end the game, and Pompey will win themselves another corner kick, and Bishop kicks the ball away in frustration for not making it 3-1. Another corner kick, this one deep towards the far post, nodded by Bishop. Piggott helps it into the back of the net. That's the third for Pompey. Bishop may not have got the goal, but he's got an assist, and how Joe Piggott has needed a goal. Portsmouth are heading to round two. With 11 minutes to go, it's Hereford 1, Portsmouth 3. And there it is, Portsmouth have avoided an FA Cup upset. Portsmouth have got the job done. They've beaten Hereford. They're through to the second round of the FA Cup. Hereford won, Portsmouth three. I think it's so easy to slip up at places like this if you don't come with the right attitude. You know, when teams come from higher up, you're very up for it. And um, you've got to come with the right attitude, and I think we did. After that televised encounter with Hereford at Edgar Street, the Blues were handed a much less exciting tie in round two. Fellow League One outfit at the time, MK Dons, made the trip down to Fratton Park and made the Blues work hard for a place in the lucrative third round. Ragger just outside the centre circle, rolls it across to Morrison on halfway, and he goes forward to Bishop, turns it round the corner looking for Mingy. That's a clever idea. What can Mingy do here? Good from Mingy, still Mingy. Curtis cleared on the line. Probably should have been the opener. Wasn't the best layback, nil nil. So that's a poor pass and Pompey have given it away. Curtis is trying to win it back, he can't, and it's a wonderful ball and there's a chance for MK Dons here and he's beaten Griffiths and completely against the run of play. Dara Burns has put MK Dons ahead. He out-sprinted Raggett and with his left foot put the ball past Josh Griffiths into the back of the net. It's Portsmouth Hill, MK Dons won. Down by Bishop initially and this is Hackett Fairchild took the shot on really early and the lead lasted three minutes for MK Dons as Pompey are level. Jamie Cumming trying to make himself big on the line as so we wait for the referee's whistle. He's still not happy. Some people where they are stood. Bishop stands up and scores! Sends the goalkeeper the wrong way, puts it into the bottom corner and celebrates in front of the Frassen end. Pompey have turned it round, quarter two, MK Dons one. Whistle goes, steps up Bishop and he scores! Drills it down the middle this time. 
That was a well-struck penalty. It went for power over placement. Same result as the first one. A double for Bishop. Portsmouth three. MK Dons one. Well, Hackett takes a touch of midfield but loses out. And MK Dons have it on the left wing. Midway inside the Pompey half. Nice turn from Grant. Nice play towards Holland. Trying to take a Morrison into the box. Across the face of goal. Real chance for Ita. And he's pulled one back. This time there weren't enough bodies there. And Moisa has made it Portsmouth 3, MK Dons 2. Were we perfect? Tactically, no. But I thought we saw a huge energy, a huge fight, and, and a real togetherness and spirit, and we credit the players for that. An early one there then, but Pompey were rewarded for their hard work with a trip to Spurs in round three. This would be the club's first meeting in nearly 13 years and a first trip to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the Blues. We are underway here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Pompey immediately send it long to the left-hand side. Bishop nods in field, Morell gets it and Pompey will go down that left again. And Pompey have got it through Morrison, out to this right-hand side, to Swansea, in Spurs territory. Long ball looking towards Bishop, Bishop battling for it, Hackett with that second ball and he tried to take it round Saar. Jim will get it into the box, Bishop's free, Bishop looks for Hackett, Hackett with the overhead kick and Forster pushes it wide and away for a Pompey corner. Son hugging the touchline, he's got an option outside him in Sessignon, doesn't want to use it, does whip across, good one to the far post, Royals header, it's off the post and into the hands of Josh Griffiths and Tottenham are inches away from taking the lead. Kane comes deep to receive the ball for Tottenham outside the penalty area, into the box, 1-2, gets it back, chance for Kane, what a goal! Harry Kane mashes it past Griffiths, it's a brilliant strike, there's nothing the Portsmouth goalkeeper can do, Harry Kane breaks the deadlock here. Back to goal, Hackett goes through the legs of Skip and then loses it to Hill, who skips past Morell, and then Hackett slides in and wins the ball back for Portsmouth. And suddenly there is a chance for it. Swanson's got Tunnicliffe on the overlap. Swanson wants it back. Swanson into the penalty area. To Dale to hit it and it's blocked. Pompey worked the shooting opportunity. They just couldn't make it count. Full-time whistle goes inside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Portsmouth FA Cup run has come to an end. But it's been a performance that the more than 8,500 Pompey fans can certainly be proud of and will be proud of. They've pushed a top Premier League side on their own turf all the way and have gone down to a single goal. England captain Harry Kane then with the only goal of the match as manager of Portsmouth made life difficult for the Premier League side who sent 8,000 Blues fans home knowing that their team, whilst out of the FA Cup, had done them proud. So, can John Messino mould another cup run for the club? He takes charge of his first FA Cup game when Pompey take on Chesterfield away from home this Sunday afternoon. Coverage of that one starts at 11am here on Express FM. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. They didn't make it easy for themselves, but Portsmouth found a way to pick up three points away at Reading to extend the gap at the top of the table to six points. And Terry Devlin has his first Pompey goal. Next up, Portsmouth's men take on National League side Chesterfield Town in the first round of the FA Cup. Join us for all of the unmissable action Sunday morning from 11. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yeah, that's right. A nice early start for us Pompey fans on Sunday morning, travelling to Chesterfield for the first round of this year's FA Cup. It's a 12-15 kickoff at the SMH Group Stadium, where Paul Cook's National League leaders await the Blues. It is the League One leaders away at the National League leaders. Join us here on Express FM. We'll be live from the ground from 11 a.m. 
massive, massive thank you to both Alex Fletcher and Pepe Lacey for joining us on the show tonight. A big cheers to John Massinho and Jay Sadler for allowing me to speak to them ahead of their respective matches this weekend. Big cheers to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another year of the Football Hour. And of course, thank you to everyone who tuned in and got involved via the text tweets and the emails across the show this evening. So, Pompey and FA Cup action, like we mentioned there, on Sunday afternoon. And if they can get the better of Chesterfield, or even a draw, of course, taking it to a replay, they will be in the hat for the second round draw, which takes place from 2.30 live on ITV1 straight after the game. Pompey, of course, playing on ITV1 on Sunday afternoon. 2.30 will be the second round draw. Pompey or Chesterfield will be ball number three. So Pompey Live back from 11 on Sunday. School Days is up next with Steve Randall. Thank you very much, Blues fans, for tuning in. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you right here from 6 on Monday. Goodbye.